Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be talking about how to deal with loneliness. Loneliness. Everybody has experienced it. Everyone has felt as if they're alone. And there's a big difference between feeling alone and being lonely. Sometimes we need to be alone. We are in overload. We can't take, you know, being around others. Maybe the people that we're around create tremendous responsibilities for us and they have expectations of us and we feel as if we have to meet their needs and so on. And this can happen in a family a lot. Kids can feel as if they... They have to have things done for them, and they're around us. Our spouse may be that way. We may be on a job, and our boss just requires so much of us that we just need to be alone and away from the responsibilities of life. And you know what? In reality, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. But the feeling of loneliness is something that is basically innate. It happens. And I'm not sure if people get depressed and then they feel lonely or they feel lonely and then they get depressed. I'm not sure what the order is on that. But one thing that I do know, and that's victims of bullying feel alone. They feel as if there's no one there to help them. 
And if they're a kid, they'll spend time in their room. They'll spend time away from their parents because they don't want to be questioned about any situations in school or what's happened maybe on social media or text messages that they're receiving. And they don't want to, they don't want to engage in the conversation. And they avoid, they self-exclude themselves from situations that maybe are part of school activities. Maybe they uh, spend more time at home than you would ever imagine. You'd think they'd be out with friends or doing something or want to have a play date or go out and play with other kids. They don't. They don't. And these kids not only feel as if, not only feel lonely, but they feel as if there's no hope. There's no hope for the situation. There's no hope for them. They don't know what to do. They're at a loss and they haven't connected with people in life. And really, to be happy, people need to connect. They need to have intimate bonds. They have to be able to confide in other people. And they need to feel like they belong. They need to feel like they belong and they're loved. And and they look for support. And in situations that involve victims, the key to them is relationships. But they haven't been able to figure out what relationships to get into. As a matter of fact, they fear relationships. They fear being involved with other people because they have discovered as they have done these things, as they've confided, and as they've sought out friendships, and as they've looked to get involved in group activity, they almost believe that they've been betrayed by the people in those groups. They feel as if they've been betrayed by friends who they may have shared intimate relationships with. And then they use that information to to bully them, to pick on them, and to make them feel as if they don't belong, then they're not worthy of the friendship. And this is a major problem that we have. It's a major problem. It's something that it's you see kids and they they are almost loners in school and they have the fear of connecting they have this this absolute they're terrified in social situations yet they feel lonely and they've self-excluded themselves now there's a lot of things that can happen to a kid who feels lonely and who is being victimized. Number one, 
parents have a way of maybe spending too much time moving around. Maybe kids have difficulty in one school and parents decide, you know, we're going to change the school. Sometimes even parents change the town and, and go to another school in another town. And new situations can make people feel lonely. You see, if a kid is having trouble in one school and a parent decides they're going to make a change, they're going to move the kid to another school, well, he has to or she has to redevelop new relationships with those people in that other school, in that new school. And that becomes a chore. And that becomes a problem in terms of fitting in, in fitting in. Because what happens is they start to get that feeling that they're different. That they're different. And when you're in a place that's unfamiliar and you feel different than the other people, it can make you feel very isolated. And maybe you don't want to disclose your interest. It becomes very difficult to share information with other people you know, in terms of your interest and things that are important to you. It happens all the time. And kids who are forced in between, you know, different schools and parents who move kids a lot, what will ha- happen is they have to always reconnect with other, with other people. In other situations, kids can feel alone when they look at either all the other boys and girls in the school or as they perceive it, all the other boys in the school holding hands, especially at the high school level, going out on dates, doing things, you know, with uh, maybe with uh, couples, and so on. Victims of bullying don't have the confidence to do that. They don't have the confidence to involve themselves with someone of the opposite sex or of the same sex in an intimate way. So they suffer from this idea that I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have anybody they begin to feel lonely. And it's okay. That's something that kids have to realize is that it's okay if they don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever the case may be. And they have to be taught that and told that. And in order to develop an intimate relationship with somebody, you have to have friendships first. And that's what kids lack who are lonely. They don't have the ability to connect even at a friendship level. And we have to recognize this. 
We have to recognize it and we have to make sure that kids okay, can and, and work with kids to help them connect. And they may need to connect with a, an adult first, but the adult then needs to be the person who helps them learn how to develop friendships. Oftentimes, you know, people will get caught up in situations where they have become so overly responsible that they feel very lonely because of the fact that they, they feel like there's no time for them. They feel as if there's no time for me to do anything that I want to do. I'm so big. And sometimes kids who have younger siblings are in a, in a home where all they do is take care of younger siblings and there's no time for them and they don't have opportunities to get out and be with other people. And this is a very common problem that really does not get discussed that much. And it may not even be that related to bullying, but the fact of the matter is kids who are responsible for younger siblings, they, they can feel as if, I don't have any friends. I don't have anyone to, you know, uh, go out and have fun with. And they have become parentified. And what, what's happening is, okay, they are, are so overly responsible moving forward in life that they develop this tremendous stress and they believe that they're responsible for everybody except themselves. And they don't practice good self-care for themselves. And I don't just mean physically, I mean emotionally. And it's something that we need to be made aware of. Often, kids will try to engage in friendships as they move forward and they find out that the friendships, and I shared this earlier, they, they get betrayed by the friendship. And they don't trust anyone. They have difficulty dealing, you know, with relationships because they don't know when the person is going to betray them. And they feel lonely. These are some of the things that contribute to the difficulties that victims of bullying have. And we have to be aware of it. We have to be able to see it. If we're going to help kids, if, as a parent, if you have a son or a daughter that's spending too much time in the house and not going out, it's something that you need to be aware of. Or when they come home from school, they go right to their room. They don't want to come out and, and, and talk to you or, or even talk to other people. You have to be aware of it. As a teacher, we have to have our radar ready and available to pick up on kids that we see as not having friends and not participating. We, we have to make them feel capable and connected and then give them opportunities to contribute 
to the school and ultimately to society because lonely kids turn into lonely adults. And the depression that surrounds it all can be debilitating. And I don't have to tell you how dangerous loneliness and loner type behavior and the idea that someone has no friends or friends that you don't see, you don't know what goes on in the minds of those people. And by this I mean revenge or anger or bitterness and we don't want them to do something societally that ends up in the newspaper and on the news because lots of times those folks, they want to be recognized for something. Loneliness can be debilitating. I've already said that and I mean it. And it's something we have to recognize in our children and in our students. Now, one of the things that can actually help is helping kids understand that they can volunteer. There was a recent survey of over 10,000 people in the United Kingdom. Two-thirds reported that volunteering helped them feel less isolated. And then there was another survey done in 2018, a study of nearly 6,000 people across the United States, and this examined widows who unsurprisingly they felt lonelier than married adults. But after starting to volunteer for two more hours a week, their average loneliness subsided. And because they are then controlling the situation. And this is important. And kids need to know that they can do it. Lots of times kids even fear getting a job because they have trouble with their boss or they've had trouble with their boss. They fear their boss. They don't go to work. They got difficulty. Other people on the job. Anything socially that can cause them to have to connect with people they avoid. Volunteering is something when it's done, it puts you around people with no expectations because anyone who, um, who has volunteers who are working with them for a cause or maybe in a hospital or maybe working, uh, just helping out people with uh, uh, their lawn or cutting grass, or moving around. It gets them connected to people at a different level where the expectations are lower. It helps you feel healthier. It can give you a purpose in life. Because that's something else that victims lack. They lack purpose. They don't understand what they're here for. They don't understand what they can do 
They don't feel good at anything. They've been beaten down so much, they avoid social situations, and they don't know what what to do. They don't understand any purpose in life. And volunteering can help bring them to a point where they participate with other people for a common cause. Loneliness is, is not fun. Loneliness can lead to depression and other mental illnesses. And when you see kids who are involved with nothing, have no friends, don't just write it off as the idea that, well, they're loners, they like being alone, you know. And lots of times people will write off loneliness and just say, no, nah, I like being alone. You can't like being alone all the time. You can't. You have to have somebody around you. Now, loneliness means that you feel as if there's no one. Being alone, you know that people are going to start coming back. In other words, you know, people go to work every day, you know, husbands and wives, they part, they go to work, they do things, they have different activities that they participate in, but they both know that they're coming back to the home base and they're going to see one another. Kids who are lonely, adults who are lonely, they believe that they're not going to see anyone and nobody's there for them and there is no hope. And we have to give them hope that there are people that care. There are people that are around who really sees them, see them as a worthy person. And we have to help give them purpose in life because that will make the difference in them going forward as adults. It may only take one adult with one kid and they can make a difference. The adult can make a difference in that kid's life. And we have to keep our eyes open for it because loneliness can lead to a lot of other things. And we want kids to be mentally healthy. We want kids to be able to participate in, in activities. And we want them to socially, slowly begin to fit in where they believe that they are part of some larger tribe or group of people who love them and who care for them. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. We've been covering this topic of loneliness. We have a lot more topics that we're going to be covering. And I encourage you to go to the website, bullyproofclassroom.com. Also, if you are a fan of these podcasts, take a look at there's a short podcast that I did dealing with angry and irate parents. And I it's a it's an audio, but what it is, all it is, if you're from New Jersey, okay, there is a link there in the episode description where you can click and it will bring you to a spot where you can register for this conference. And if you happen to be a teacher, if you happen to be a guidance counselor, child study team member, whatever the case may be, and you have to deal with parents who are angry and irate, 
you want to come to this conference. So do yourself a favor. Click on the link and get registered. Take a look at the website. Take a look at all of the products and courses that are there. You'll find something that you need. Right now, there's I just, just advertised a very, very terrific product. It's called... Um, setting up an effective in-school suspension program. It costs $2. It's on the website. Go get it. Download it for 2 bucks. Okay, and you will set up a terrific, a terrific in-school suspension program. It is well worth the $2. I thank you for being a fan of these podcasts. I thank you for listening. I thank you for doing your part in dealing with the bullying epidemic because victims can't deal with it alone and we have to help them deal with becoming more resilient, giving them more courage, and helping them feel confident moving forward in their life. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.